Hello, I'm Sophie and this is Sophie's Philosophy. Today the show is all about failure, something I know quite a lot about. It seems that many people in our modern day culture are wanting to remove the word failure or fail and I don't believe we should. Firstly, because this podcast wouldn't actually exist without it. And where would I be today without my failings? So let's crack this egg open. Failure. What is failure? Is it an idea? What if we change the way we talk about failure? When we applaud success, we applaud the ego. When we applaud the ego, we are congratulating Voldemort effectively. Well, in my mind anyway. Uh, That's if you're a Harry Potter fan. Harry had to fail to know how to succeed. What if we let kids be kids? What if we as parents or as adults, as guardians, are merely guides and beacons in their lives? They seem to be able to figure out crawling and climbing the stairs without us. What if we no longer reflected back our ways on them and allowed them to be totally authentic and be the human being they were born to be. So my business, The Jelly Hut, started pretty much out of failure. I'd failed, or what I had deemed, I had failed to um, get into the world of creative marketing and launch a creative marketing business. I'd had two children, not failing there, although every day you're made to feel like a failure as a parent. And I needed to find some source of income so I could send my children to Summerhill. So I decided to go and train as a nail technician. Now, this took quite a lot for me to get over um, and pull my head out of my arse and stop feeling that I was a complete and utter failure for doing it. Because everything so far, not that I realised at the time, but everything so far to that point has been used and utilised in building my business. When I set up the Jelly Hut, um, I went, I booked onto a training course. The training course was cancelled. I decided, I contacted them and I asked if I could um, train myself and I would turn up for the exam, which is exactly what I did. I then failed the exam. However, what I didn't realise at the time and what I can see now is, is that each of those failings proved to me how hungry I was for it. I didn't give up, I kept going. I needed those failures to prove to me that I wanted this. So you see, I see failure as a map and it's always okay to say that in retrospect. I love to fail. I didn't always love the feeling of failure, but in retrospect, it is a wonderful thing. And I can see that our feelings are, um, sorry, our failings are maps for our feelings. You can plot your failings and feelings around those things that you consider to be failures. And you can actually learn quite a lot from them. Failings I have had a lot of, and I believe and trust all of them have gotten to me got got me to where I am today. Um, I've been reflecting back 
and um, once I can push aside the shame, which we do, we hold a lot of shame around our failings, um, you then realise that actually where has this idea of failure come from and why do we carry that shame around those moments of failure? Is it your idea? Is it someone else's idea? What we don't appreciate um, is that those moments are a gift, but you're led not to believe that thanks to big hairy grown-ups. I believe that if we can plot our failings, we can unearth some pretty awesome treasures. Thanks to our society manipulating us into bigger is better, we have come to exist in this morphed internal world of high anxiety mixed up with a little bit of low depression. I know this because I lived it. Um, everyday messages constantly leave us, and this is from Instagram and the media, YouTube, Facebook, you name it, the lot. These everyday messages constantly leave us feeling like shit and failures. They all carry a message of what I believe to be a very distorted view of success. And what we end up doing is we try and pitch ourselves at that point of what we're being sold to. So it might be some gazillionaire strolling around his flashy penthouse saying how he turns over a seven-figure sum every frickin' minute. And that actually doesn't inspire us might inspire some of you, it doesn't inspire us to, oh yeah, I'm going to do it, it actually leaves us feeling rendered completely paralysed um, and not being able to get on with anything, because what we don't see is, is that probably it's a load of bullshit, but also we don't see the journey, we haven't seen what that first move was from him. Now remember, conception starts with one cell, one cell, and it multiplies. Put that to your business or whatever it is that you want to do and realise whatever you do, it will grow. If you nurture it, you may have some miscarriages along the way. So it's time to get off this merry-go-round that's been created for us and take back control and not to be controlled. That's manipulation, FYI. Many people fear starting something new. The biggest question is, what if I fail? I say you have already failed by not giving it a go. So you may as well give it a go. Either way, you're going to fail. But there will be something at the end of it. You will learn a lot. And your outcome may not be the one you've envisioned. I certainly have different visions and they change and flow. But you have got to be a river when it comes to um, life and your business, relationships, whatever, um, you've got to realise that the palace that you've perhaps built in your mind might not look like that. So you have to listen to what goes on around you. So yes, the outcome may not be the one you've envisioned. But you're not a fucking psychic, so let go of that need to control the future. Um, news and politicians have a lot to answer for. Um, follow the linear life they have set for us, you know, the safe and secure. Um, where does that lead us? Um, hitting 40 and then going, what the fuck have I done for the last 20 years? So I say, fuck that, throw the balls up into the air and flow with life. I had to fail to understand me. To realise what success meant to 
me and not live by other people's successes. I believed I wanted to build this big impressive business, but for who? I then started the ball rolling on building the bigger business and realised actually, no, I don't want that. I recognised I was it was going to confine me. I then realised what I had created was really special and to keep nurturing that. But I think why we end up wanting to build these big impressive businesses is because we've got something to prove. We want to prove to somebody in our past, a monster, a troll, whoever you like, we want to prove publicly to the doubters that you can achieve great things, whatever that means. Um, and then what we fail to do, fail, is to acknowledge the great things that we've already achieved. I did that. I would climb a lot of mountains and I never appreciated the views. And if you are existing in a chaotic mind, nothing will ever be good enough. I know it wasn't in my chaotic mind. I was always after the next thing. I never managed to make it over the high jump I'd set myself. I just kept making it higher. This goes back further, but we won't be opening that drawer today. I was so ungrateful for all I'd built so far and not recognising that each milestone I reached was actually what I wanted. I wasn't appreciating all I was doing. I wasn't appreciating that it was taking me away from my children. I wasn't being thankful to my husband for his patience and kindness and keeping the roof over our head while I played and figured it all out. I just kept wanting more. I was behaving very spoiled. All I really wanted in those immediate moments of setting up was to be able to buy stuff and not worry about the cost of it because this is how I'd lived for majority of my life in fact pretty much all my life I'd always worried about money can I afford it to me money was a worry but it was also my measure of success but who knows what other people have in the bank and who cares so it was this that locked me into jobs and work um, that I thought I wanted and this goes for both self-employed and employed. I locked myself into contracts um, because I've been manifesting, you know, I just need to get that big contract. I got that big contract. And then what comes with that big contract? You get locked. Not necessarily tied into something, but you get locked in to buy what they want. They end up dictating. And you forget why you set out to be self-employed in the first place. So I thought I wanted it. And then I wanted out. Um, and my head would just be constantly tingling in these situations if I was working for other people. I generally would lose my creativity. So that would be the, you know, yeah, great, I got the money in, but my creativity would be lost completely. I generally ended up not liking Mondays. Um, and it was just, uh, yeah, this is, I, I knew... This is not where I, I felt, this is not where I wanted to be, but the money signs were, well, this is where you need to be. I was doing the thing I never understood as a kid, which is why do you do five days on for two days off? I was failing me. I don't fear failure. I think we should keep the word failure, personally because I don't want to change my name, um, from philosophy. And um, 
I think it's important to take time to sit and go back to those moments of failure and work out what those emotions were at those times and then start to plot from there and it will become your rich tapestry, the story of your life and stuff that you end up sharing with whatever it is that you decide to do. Uh, right, okay, so on to book recommendations. Oh my God. Now, before this year, I didn't really read many books. Um, and then I was introduced, well, I started off at, um, someone invited me to a book club and because I had decided to start saying yes more, I um, said yes and went to a book club. And um, this year has just been all about books. However, what I realised was, is that I'm better at listening to books than I am sitting and reading them. However, once I've listened to them, I do sometimes go and buy them because I do need to see the words. Anyway, that's by the by. Book recommendos. Um, what I have started doing also is that um, I have, my Audible has become my sugar for medicine. So when I have to do, if I, I, I take my Audible into um, the utility room and do the washing and the washing up, um, listening to a book. So that's my 20 minutes of indulgence now. So I'm like, pile up the plates, kids, so I can listen to my book. Um, anyway, so a recent book that I have read is Grayson Perry's The Descent of Man. Brilliant book. Don't worry, it's not an attack on men. Um, it, for me, it gave me a lot of validation of what I felt in both work and family environments and friendships and relationships um it's a great book um it is very well written and the way Grayson writes he uses a lot of um language where he uh, is very colorful and <clears throat> very imagery led so it's uh, it's a good book to read I'm waffling. I'm going to have to do this part again. Um, okay. Conversation starters. I am really rubbish when it comes to small talk. I get all fidgety, get sweaty palms all over my words. Look out, look for Tim. Hope he's by my side to help, help me along. Um, I try to talk anything about the weather and then, oh, what do I do? Oh, it's cold outside today. No. Uh, so I, each week um, or each podcast, I'm going to share a conversation starter with you. So here's a good one. Um, and it's one I love to ask my coaching clients. What is your favourite way to waste time? Have a think about that. Uh, send the answers in on a post-it note. Um, go on, go and ask someone something obscure if you're in the cafe reach out to them. I do love a bit of philosophy. So this is Sophie's philosophy. I can't even say it. Sophie's philosophical thought. What if we wanted to be born? What if we chose this life? What if we knew from day dot we had a mission and trusted our in instincts? What a world that would be. Now, I love underdogs. So in this part of the program I love to talk about the underdogs I love so here's a little underdog shout out 
This is a massive shout out though to my creative inspo, Anne Hurst, the terrified writer. She's amazing. Um, clues in the title, she's a writer and she's terrified. Um, Anne is obviously a writer and is racing her experiences that scare her in life. Um, she's recently joined an improvisation class um, and she said she's loving it. She did make me giggle when she said that what she realised was um, when she got up on stage, she is a complete and utter show off. Um, and then suddenly, because she realised that, she then stopped wanting to show off. Um, she's hilarious. Um, she has also let her 15 year old son Dylan dress her. Um, he picked out the most amazing 1980s jumpsuit for her. I wish I could send you a picture. I'm going to have to get her to tag me in something so I can share it on my, my socials. Um, and she's recently started doing her podcast and it was her that did her doing her podcast that gave me a kick up the ass too, to start recording mine. So big thank you. Anne. Um, anyway, uh, that's kind of summing me up for today, really. Um, thanks for joining me. Um, so here's the next, uh, teaser for the, for the next podcast, manipulative marketing. I was in the manipulation business. It never quite ticked my boxes. Um, I never felt um, right doing it. Um, and this year especially, I had a total awakening at an event I'd organised. And the little whisper in me was just going, seriously, Soap, what the fuck are you doing? This isn't you. You're a creative, so be fucking creative. So that's what we're going to be talking about on the next show. Anyway, thank you so much for joining me. Um, and because I don't believe in manipulative marketing, I don't actively promote these podcasts. I share them with friends and clients. And if you think they're worth sharing and passing them on, then please do so. I believe in word of mouth marketing um, and not buying in an audience or paying for people to influence me. Until next time, question everything. Over and out.